Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Spinnerville. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. And Skip Musara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about... Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? <laughs> we'll talk about the playoffs. Both of us are have you seen with they our have teams. Him, have you seen they have him in a commercial with uh, um, Kevin Hart? A betting commercial? Yeah, yeah. Where he's doing that? Yeah. I thought that was <laughs> pretty good. funny. That uh, is good. I was oh, wondering if there were any. I was wondering if there were any like some of the younger fans probably don't understand that commercial at all. <laughs> oh, Certainly not the Taylor Swift right. fans who are suddenly watching the games. Uh, they don't. They're like, who's that old guy talking to yeah, Kevin Hart? <laughs> yeah, her fans are the reason that they kept that game uh, uh, in minus thirty and all that shit. So Miami could lose. Oof. Fucking cheaters. Crazy. <laughs> I was bummed, man. I was a. This is a. You know me. I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. Mm. And then uh, the only thing that could get me down really is my team uh, losing. <clears throat> uh, but this podcast, I think it's helped me with that because I have to look at all the other games. I have to look at things. Uh, I try my best. I don't have to, but I try my best to look at things objectively. So it mm. kind of like heals me through making me look at other football shit. So thanks, right. Skiff. Right. Well, I'm sure also being friends with a Falcons fan now has helped you <laughs> understand how to cope with being. Every now and then I call you in the middle of the night. Loser. Hey, man, can you tell me about 28 to 3? Yeah. <laughs> tell that story again. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about how you got over that. <laughs> right, because I'm totally over it. <laughs> it doesn't scar me at all. It's not uh, can op- you remind it's not me op- things can be worse? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it ultimately saved me from the heartbreak of a, su- a Super Bowl loss that I predicted. Mm. But I kind of wanted to be right. I felt good about the Dolphins, and I was like, I want to be right about them making it to the Super Bowl and losing to the 49ers as my whole prediction, because I did predict last Super Bowl. I was like, I could do this. Uh, but obviously, it was falling apart for the last five weeks, so I should have mm. known better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was a – what a, this is such a fascinating um, weekend of football. Not, I mean, the yeah. matchups, the weather played a role. Um, we saw I – got, I got everything wrong <clears throat> pretty much. Not on the um, – in our flip and pick them, but in the bracket, I just was like – so wrong about everything I thought was going to happen this weekend, pretty much. That's true, actually. Let's see. Hold on. You. Hmm. I only yeah. Made one bracket, too. You got everything wrong. Like, you did not. I mean, you got some things, but you only got. You got things that I got wrong. You didn't make any correct picks this week. In flipping not bracket. on here, but in, in my bracket. 
<clears throat> it's pretty much the same. My bracket, oh, I, I, got, even, I haven't even looked at that. I don't even want to look at the bracket, but I have it up. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I think in the bracket, I switched it last minute. I was like, you know what? Browns defense, they can pull this off. You know what I mean? And uh, Joe Flacco's been there before. I was just like, I talked myself out of it in the bracket. But thankfully, that's the only thing I picked right in the uh, flip and pick them. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, yeah. First game was Browns versus Texans. Um, Texans just shocked the world. Stomped a mud hole in the Browns. <laughs> Best defense in the league. Got 45 hung on them. You know, both defenses look, looked ready early in yeah. the game. It was kind of yeah. tight back and forth affair mm-hmm. um, before the offenses really got cooking. That being said, the Texans did look like the better team from the jump, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they went into the half with a 10-point lead. They get the ball out of the half. And then when they failed to score – and double up on the Browns, I kind of thought, oh, shit, this is mm-hmm. when they blew it. However, <laughs> that's when Joe Flacco started throwing interceptions, <laughs> back-to-back pick sixes. <laughs> I uh, got this, guys. <clears throat> I mean, that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was over pretty quickly after that. It was just like, damn, this like they kept scoring. <laughs> <laughs> it kept getting worse and worse. <laughs> it just, I mean, to watch it, unravel that quickly yeah Um, it's what you thought would happen to houston as a young team the whole you know inexperienced thing yeah and yeah it just fell apart man stroud was amazing Mm -hmm. um he was 16 uh 16 for for 21 21 21, he had 274 yards three touchdown passes um most of them were deep shots too right Mm -hmm. he averaged like 13 yards per play um, yeah. D'Amico Ryan's had his boys ready to play. Nico Collins, Jesus Christ, this guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Single. They didn't too. need to do all of that, especially with the two pick sixes. It was just like icing on the cake. It was just, man, they look. Uh, yeah, they look good, man. And the de- the defense was great. I mean, they had four sacks, seven QB hits. Mm-hmm. They had eleven tackles for a loss in this game. The Texans. They were swarming. Uh, yeah. I mean, Flacco lit them up a few weeks ago, um, but you could tell the f- the Texans had gone back and watched that tape over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just weren't going to let that shit happen again. I, I really enjoyed. I like. I, I like watching Red Zone with my family, but I also really like being able to watch like just a game, mm-hmm. especially in this situation in the playoffs, because it's like I really enjoyed. The, def- the the way they did the replay coverage on the Texans' defense and the way they showed how the Texans had learned from their mistakes in the yeah. earlier game and how they were yeah. using the safety to sort of make sure that they didn't get burned over the top by Amari Cooper again. Because the last time they played, Amari Cooper had like, what, like 10,000 yards <laughs> receiving yeah. or some shit? It was like crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> um. You know, a lot has been made of the Flacco resurgence, um, but it 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 frequently was overlooked that in the six games that this guy played this year, I mean, he threw eight picks. Um, 
usually even even the people who recognize it, they dismiss it because they just assumed, well, you know, Flacco can throw picks as long as the Browns D keeps mm. playing the way they're playing. Um, but they were not ready to get punched in the mouth like this. And like I said, even without those pick sixes, I would say the Texans were going to win this game anyway. Yeah, the pick six is at 14 points. but uh, <laughs> It does, for sure. But I would argue that you take those pick sixes out of the game, Texans still win this game. They were the better team. They played yeah, they lost about the 31 points. <laughs> yeah. I just think they I, – I was super yeah. impressed. C.J. Stroud is – is everything I'm not whatever call it a flex, but he's he's everything that I predicted he would be. Um, <clears throat> he was the best quarterback out of this year's draft for sure. Um, yeah, did you see I that mean, uh, post game speech by D'Amico Ryan's? No, I didn't. What did he say? Yeah, I, I, my favorite thing from it was we get to play one more week. Hmm. It's just like almost like this is hey, it's fun, guys. Yo, we get to play one more week. Good job. Let's go. Let's see. Let maybe more than that. It was just talking like that. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't say enough about about him as a coach and what he's been able to get these guys to do. Um, it's just, yeah, it's impressive. I like really, that really they impressive. paid that they paid their fleecing forward. <laughs> Because they got fleeced by the Dolphins with that Tunzel mm. trade. And mm. they basically paid it forward by flipping. Uh, oh, and that was against the Browns, too. They did that to the Browns because they mm. flipped Deshaun Watson and they basically built their team off of that trade. Yeah, that's true. And got the coach in and all that. So they, they paid it forward. And now Cleveland got they got lifted to the playoffs by a backup, backup, backup. And then <laughs> yeah. and now the guy that they – Got flipped for is saddling the team with a crazy salary. Yeah, now I, I'm reading that they're they're going to be in some real trouble next year regarding the salary cap, and yeah. are going to have to make some really big decisions. Like like, there's even people who are already predicting that they may not be able to afford to keep my man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb. Mm. Um. And and Joku, he he came out this year too, like as, yeah, that, uh, that's as true. a star. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna have to pay him, or somebody's gonna pay him. Especially <clears> tight <throat> ends are starting to fall away. Like star tight ends, it's not they're not as many as they used to be ten years ago. Hmm. So I mean, the you pr- get, can you imagine the pressure on Deshaun Watson next year is going to be huge, huge. And and as somebody who really likes to relax too. He's going to need a massage. <laughs> He's, He's like, I need- told you. I told y'all. So yeah, uh, maybe don't do that type of massage. Uh, yeah. Should um, – Let him know the Steelers' bills. No. I watched the game. I watched the uh, – well, there should have been a Steelers' bills game uh, the next day, but they postponed that, you know, because the weather was fucked up. Correct. But uh, I guess they decided <laughs> – Having fifty three men in uh, was it negative twenty seven Fahrenheit mm. uh, with the wind chill, but minus seven Fahrenheit. What did they say? Didn't they say it was the fourth coldest game in NFL history? I think fourth yeah. coldest game. Yeah. So then they, uh, yeah. And I'm not I- blaming the weather for that game. I'm just saying that my team 
did not look like they wanted to be out there. <laughs> so they look like they didn't want contact. It's true. I they saw didn't want some... to hit the whole cold bodies. They it seemed like I was looking at the defense like they don't want to tackle that man. I saw some replays where it looked like the Dolphins defenders were playing two hand touch. Yeah, it was like oof. Yeah. That, that did not look good. They were holding the Chiefs to field goals at first, and then, well, basically, I mean, it was like it felt like at the end of the first half, it was like okay, we can still they, we get the ball back, we can still come back in this game. <clears throat> They just refuse to score <laughs> on offense. The Chiefs' defense is really good. Miami was out there. seemed like they were happy to be there and ready to get out of there. And it was just an uninspiring performance by my team. And it sucks well, I, to go out like that. I feel like regardless of the weather conditions, to me, the most unfortunate thing for the Dolphins was they went into this game basically missing half of their starting life lineup on, on the defensive <laughs> yeah. side of the ball. I mean, that's yeah. like, I think and you still were holding them. They were holding them the field still. I, yeah, I just felt really bad for them that at this time yeah. of year, like that's, you know, they've been, they've been the team that's been, you know, the, the big concern about the dolphins coming into this year was, was making sure the two has stayed healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. he did that. Um, it's just a shame that in the end, it's like the Dolphins kind of had to fight with one hand tied behind their back. Yeah, um, in the cold. That's, <laughs> that's not to take anything away from the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs no. have the Chiefs have struggled. Um, the Chiefs Andy Reid had a had a mustickle. <laughs> Holy shit! That was I can relate to that actually. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I bet. I've that been there. I can tell you like. Especially when I would go out and make the ice and ask Buddha and the ice rink, it, you know, you go out there and and your whole. I mean, I've had I've come home some nights and my whole beard is just like a block of ice. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> um, so, it's yeah. um, I I found it really fascinating that the Chiefs, for as much as we've talked about their offensive struggles, their def- first of all, their defense has been the thing that's been carrying them all year. So I don't think anyone's surprised by that. Yeah. Um, the offensive struggles, the, the, the ups and downs, um, then not being able to perform in the way that we normally think of the chiefs. Uh, it's starting to look like Andy Reed has figured this thing out to a certain extent. Right. Yeah, to me, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't really. I wasn't that impressed with their offense. No, but I just mean that, like, he's starting to. I think he's he's started to feel uh, to figure out the whole addition by subtraction. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's take the problem players, mm-hmm. and we oh, yeah. sit them, and let's stop pretending like like we've got all these guys. Let's just run the whole thing through mm-hmm. Pacheco, Rasheed Rice. Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and yeah. and and we'll Patrick throw in Mahomes. a few of the other tight ends, you know, mm-hmm. if we need to. Um, but let's just let's just focus on what works. <laughs> yeah. And and, sit and they're a fun team to to root for too. Like I like I like the Chiefs. I like mm-hmm. I had a um like a mentor um in my old job that was a Chiefs fan, and they sucked for a long time. 
So I for her, I used to kind of root for the Chiefs. Like, oh, y'all got it this week. You know what I mean? <laughs> and mm. then uh, so I've been – I always think about her when I think about the Chiefs, and I'm, like, happy for the Chiefs. So I hope they can make a run out of it. It would be cool if they can get another Super Bowl. I'd love it if they're, like, a full-on dynasty. But to do it with this roster would be impressive too because they faced some adversity this year. I didn't really – I only saw the short highlights of this game. One of the questions I had was – um, do you think, do you think your coach deserves some, some criticism for the, for the game plan? And it seems like they kind of bailed on the run. Um, it didn't feel like it in the moment. <clears throat> I didn't feel like they were, but it felt like the chiefs were just a step ahead. It was like they were squeezing them. Hmm. But yeah, they didn't run. Uh, I get, I got it. When as it was happening, they come I mean, out. They're down sixteen to seven at the half. Hmm. Uh, the run's not really doing that well. Hmm. They seem to be trying to play a balanced game. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel like it as I watched. I wasn't frustrated like that. Hmm. I was more frustrated that it just weren't. They weren't putting points up. They seemed like they weren't that inspired you know what i mean it'll be something some dumb thing will happen like a holding and you know the drive's over mm. or like they did some behind i didn't like some of the screens they were doing to try to set stuff up to like just get the ball in tyreek hill's hands type of thing mm. no i didn't feel like yeah, was, i just i just heard i, I again I, I heard some i you know most of the coverage i heard after this game was over was that it felt like the dolphins game plan was not really taking the weather into account necessarily. Oh, like that uh, like the, they well, were I mean, still just the Chiefs trying were to throwing play. the ball too. Like uh, Tua threw the ball twenty. Uh, no, he threw it thirty nine times. They ran the ball. Was it twenty something times? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Eighteen times. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess they could have thrown. They could have. And Mahomes threw it forty one times. But they ran away more. They were gouging us though. Felt like. Yeah. I think Pacheco is born to play in this weather for those angry legs. Yeah, yeah man. He seemed like, <laughs> but at first it seemed like it was okay. It was all right. All right, we're we're stuffing it a bit, stuffing it a bit, and it just slowly, just more and more. But mm. it was their short passes and run after the catch that was the the thing that was just like extending drives, and it was uh. Yeah. Next mm. thing you know, you're down. Like in the second half, you're down. Once they score in the second half, and it's no longer, and once it's a three score game, what we're we gonna do? Keep running? Right. <laughs> it's like I, I didn't feel like it was unbalanced like that at all. I just mm-hmm. felt like uh, we were outmatched. There's still no way. I mean, the thing to 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 say to them is like, how do you come out of here with such a good offense and only have because the injuries are on defense? Why do we only have seven points in this game? Right. Hmm. I saw well, one time Mostert came up limping. I was like, "Here we go, man!" <laughs> it seems like that was the story all year. But and I heard there's some salary cap issues too. They got to pay to it now because they didn't do it last year. Last year would have been the time to sell him low, but he led the league in score and passing. So now he's gonna, and it seems like his agent ain't about that. And it don't seem like that guy is gonna be like, "Oh, let's do a f- team friendly thing." I heard uh, Dolphins Twitter wants to get rid of Tua. Yeah, yeah, they're the best. <laughs> it would be great if they could run the team. 
be great. You ever seen a you ever seen a quarterback? Not even just Dolphins Twitter. They're they're stupid. We know that. But you ever seen a quarterback lead the league? I was trying to think of a quarterback that led the league in passing, and mm. it's like there's still question marks about him. Mm. Is this a good quarterback? Is he a top ten? Is he a, a is he a starting quarterback in the NFL? Have you ever heard that from any quarterback that's been? Just think back in history. Has there been a fluke? passing leader in the NFL? Yeah, no. No. I mean, I I personally don't think Tua was the real issue this year at all. I, I Of think course that, not. I it's think weird he, that you got to say it. It's weird that you have to say that. I think he did. I think he answered all of the off-season yeah. questions that existed in between last season and this season. He came in. He balled out. He stayed healthy. You know, I mean, that was the whole off-season narrative. Yep. Oh, if Tua can stay healthy, if Tua can stay healthy, and it's like, well, he stayed healthy and he and played led great. the league in passing. Like, yeah, okay, so he's good I, now. Can we say it? <laughs> it's like what? And and you know, for me, Tua is not the reason they lost this game. I, I think, in all honesty, the reason why they lost this game is because of injuries on the to the defense. It just, I think they would have had a better chance to win this game. Yeah, had they <clears throat> had yes. uh, any if, pressure, if, any if, pressure whatsoever if, on Mahomes. If they still had, if they still had X, if they still had Chubb, if they still had uh, Phillips, Phillips. I mean, there's some Baker. Like, who else? Who else? There's more. There's the uh, what's the uh, the safety? Damn, I can't think of his name now. One of the best safeties in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, wh- who? I mean, there were they, you had at least six starting defensive players who who did not play in this game due to injury. Um, I think those guys are on the field. You're, we're having a different conversation about this game. Maybe the Chiefs still win, but it, I, I think it would be a lot closer. Yeah. Um, I just think, yeah. I, I, still anybody, put out. Still anybody, put out anybody, anybody who's calling for Tua to get shit canned out of Miami is a fucking idiot, in my opinion. Oh, they're, talking about, um, they're talking about Mike McDaniel, too. Stop. Or just those fans, I mean. They're stupid, yeah. man. Stop. I just like shake my head and like, what are we talking about, man? <clears throat> which uh like you don't which, des- they don't deserve anything. Should we do the games in the order that they happened? Uh let's go do flip and pick them. I feel like that's okay. the easiest way. Well then then the next one would be uh Steelers obviously Bills. Obviously would would be Steelers Bills. So okay. a much calmer, a calmer weather day they've played on monday night and uh this was crazy okay so with what was it they they were they had this lake snow effect right we've talked about this on the podcast before Mm. where you know where it's like dumping a lake's worth of snow on a city (laughs) 30 Mm. mile an hour winds uh and the buffalo bills put out a call t- to the fans. They needed volunteers to come and like shovel through the night, uh, which was crazy. Uh, and they basically offered 20 bucks an hour to anybody who could come and help shovel the snow. That's cool. Out of the stadium to which you had to, I, I immediately asked Isak, I said, if you're, I said, if your team asked you to come and do that, would you do it? He was like, oh, 100%. I'm yeah, there. I wouldn't take I'll, money. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he said that too. He was like, I do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you catch a nigga off guard with this shit. <laughs> in the end, the NFL decided to postpone this game. It was just too dangerous to in so many different ways, especially yeah. when it comes to like traveling to the stadium and whatnot. I remember seeing. Do they some- need to travel to the stadium? Like, do the do the. We just had a playoffs with during COVID. We know that it's possible to have a game where fans aren't there. True, but you know, I know, I know. I'm co- just, I'm I don't, just I don't know if you towards the I don't know if you, I hate them. I don't know if you know this, but COVID doesn't exist anymore. And nobody cares. <laughs> it's, it's over. I'm saying that they put on uh, games without fans. <laughs> if you're so worried about the fans, then say, "Hey, we're going to play this game," and you watch it from home. Yeah, but you're talking about an organization that also put the Chiefs Dolphins game on Peacock, which (laughs) (laughs) they don't give a fuck about the fans. They don't care about the fans. And to be honest with you, I think this game happens as scheduled had it not been for the mayor of Buffalo calling the NFL and saying, the governor calls and says, hey, not so fast. Mm. This game happens as scheduled. If they don't get that phone call, I guarantee you. Yeah, and they the, played the, it. How about if the governor didn't get a phone call from Buffalo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I really do think that. I think the uh, NFL was prepared to play this game regardless of, of the conditions had they not gotten that phone call. So that's, yeah. I, I fully believe that. Um, My question is if it was a, dorm, a dome, right? Mm-hmm. And that all that shit's going on outside, it's, it's mm-hmm. all fucked up. Do they. Cancel the game? No. Because it's unsafe for the fans to get there? Nope. No. 100% no. Yeah. Absolutely not. But that's besides the point, man. The game, I watched the game. Mm. I knew, I felt like it was going to be, it was over uh, after when Mason Rudolph throws that, <laughs> that interception mm. in the end zone. Mm. I was like, well, that's it. They fought hard. Buffalo was was in it. Uh, Josh Allen stayed out of his own way. It was a good game plan. I thought they're running the <laughs> ball so, well. That is so. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to call you out on this. You are such a Josh Allen hater. I hate this guy. I hate Say, that he flop. He flops too. He's the, they talk about how big and physical he is. He runs people over and then is, he gets in the pocket and falls on the ground. This is Ugh. crazy. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. But to say that the Bills won this game because Josh Allen stayed out of his own way. It's true. That was not, the only way the Steelers could win. Does not represent how well this man played in he this played game. Well. It, it, Josh he, he played well. Josh Allen was awesome. Okay. He was decent. <laughs> the guy throws two quick touchdown passes, two touchdowns in three minutes of game time, in large part because my man, former Bulldog George Pickens, fumbled the ball. Oh um, man, that was another yeah. one. That was, and they they got given a fumble <laughs> that should have been a fumble too. The uh, mm. what's his name uh, for Fryermuth? That's true. Fumbles the ball on the sidelines, and then yeah. somehow in Buffalo they didn't get that call because that, that game should have been, been over way back because uh, Pickens fumbled, then he fumbled. Yeah, then the pick. It was just like woof. On the flip side, my my other man, former Bulldog James Cook. That dude was juking and jiving. He was doing some nice little cuts early in the game, looking good, fucking putting dudes on skates. I was I was loving that. Oh. Did you see the best dudes on skates moment of this game? Which one are you talking about? Khalil Shakir. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I, and then like my friend, my, it was hilarious. I watched this because I was like preparing to do another podcast, and so I was in the studio, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I need to watch this game. You know, oh no, I was watching some highlights of another um, thing, and this this came up, and I was like, yo, I know you don't like football. But you need to watch this man's ankles get taken right here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I played it for him. And he was just like, damn, it looked like a basketball crossover. How he shook the yeah. shit out of this guy. And that touchdown that he scored, too. It was funny. I was watching Good Morning Football yesterday. And they paused the moment where Khalil Shakir, the guy goes in for the tackle and he looks, his ass is only like three inches from hitting the ground and his hands mm. on it. And it, it's like, they paused it and said, that if you told me that that was going to turn into a touchdown, I tell you, you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The way he exactly. was able to get up and keep that run going was amazing. The, and there was one in the Bucks game too, but we'll get to that too. But there was, it was, <clears throat> it, it was, uh, they got outclassed. It was like the Steelers were outclassed. They were, you could tell that they need a quarterback badly. In this game, in, in order to keep up with Buffalo, their defense mm-hmm. was humming. Their uh, Josh Allen played okay, and they just were uh, no. Nah, he played a, an amazing game. I was giving him his flowers on the group chat, so I don't feel like I should do it on here too. Okay, I want to publicly hate him and privately give him his props. But I don't. But participate he looked. He was amazing. You're right. I don't yeah, participate right. in the group chat. The guy had. No, the I second- did. I did. I did recognize that he was. He was amazing. That he was uh, running when it was time to run. He wasn't forcing mm. anything. And uh, hitting those tight ends for those uh, the first two touchdowns. 52-yard touchdown run, not a big deal. It's only the second longest touchdown run in the playoffs by quarterback. Yeah, man. Uh, Pittsburgh was out there tackling like the Dolphins. <laughs> Dude. Like, is, it minus, is it minus seven there? <laughs> Does it hurt? Facts. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there was some bad... We'll get to the Cowboys in a minute, but they had some, oh, and man. they didn't even have any excuses. Like, yeah, they didn't have excuses. Uh, yeah, with the with the ta- with the weather, they didn't have weather to deal with. But um, <clears throat> shout out to the Bills D too, who yeah, who really just kind of eliminated Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Um, statistically, you know, Mason Rudolph looked okay too. By the way. Yeah, and it, it's funny because when you look at the when you look at the stats, these teams were not that far apart, um, you know. But the Steelers' inability to create big plays that um, that 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 interception in the red zone it changed everything, man. And that was huge. That whole sequence was huge because I don't remember his name, but that the DB. Who yeah, got he that had already pick, had a pass interference. Yeah, and he had also given up a big play. On that same drive, Elam, Elam, I think his name. Yeah, he had given up another big play on that same drive, and he got the pass interference call. They kept the drive alive, and everybody, I mean, you know, the announcers were trashing it, like, "Oh, you can't do that!" Like, "Oh, you just fucking blow it for your team." And then, boom, he gets the pick. It was like, yep. nice redemption, yeah. instant redemption. Um, I mean, who are we kidding? I mean, the better team won. Yeah. Um, we always knew the Bills were going to win this game. Yeah. The Steelers, I mean, I guess you could argue that both of these teams kind of snuck into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and both teams played their final 
regular season games were essentially felt more like playoff games because because they didn't yep. you know it was basically like there's no there's no more rope you know what i mean there was no mm-hmm. margin for error if you lose you're not going to make the playoffs so both of these teams kind of sneak in but i think we always knew the bills were were the better team um you know they they both of these teams fired their offensive coordinators in the middle of the season um and the bills oh yeah you know the bills i think the bills came out on top on that one i mean they Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I never expected Mason Root. I mean, I don't even know what to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially related to their quarterback situation. I, I, cousins, <clears throat> get I don't up in there. Yeah, I don't. I, t- for me, Kenny Pickett is not. He ain't it. Um, as much as they try to, his, I thought the broadcast was funny. They were, they're always so optimistic in the when the mm-hmm. game starts. You know. And they start talking about. I remember it was on the first Steelers drive of the game. They start talking about Mason Rudolph in this. Like they even brought up Geno Smith. You know, like, well, you know, here you have a guy who's the third string quarterback, but you know he's out here playing and he's playing great. And I mean, think about a guy like Geno Smith. I mean, Mason Rudolph could change the whole course of his career if he plays well tonight. Nah, that like, ain't it, y'all. Yeah, I'm like, okay, Mason Rudolph is not. This is not a Geno. We have our white Geno already, okay? We, we do. Can. There's we, not room we, for another. We actually do, and and that's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to the next game. Ooh, the shock. I mean, it's the second biggest shock to, of the weekend, I thought. Right. Packers. It's the second one. Yeah, I didn't. Packers might, laid one on the Cowboys. Yeah. What is it? 48 to 32. Yeah. Um. And honestly, you, you know, if you haven't seen this game, like, don't don't get it twisted. This this was way more yeah. of a blowout than the final score seems. I mean, the Cowboys did score. I mean, Jordan Love was basically sit was didn't they sit him on the? Yeah, they, he, was they, he was on the sidelines, and yeah. and then they had to put him back in because the Cowboys scored sixteen points in the fourth quarter, garbage time for the most part. Um, th- this was as perfect as a first half <laughs> as you could ask for yeah. playing on the road uh, against a team that has or or had a 16 game home win streak the cowboys um a streak where they are usually the cowboys are usually the ones scoring 48 points am i right yeah i mean, I mean they're the ones usually putting it on a team in dallas jordan love was fantastic in this game yeah um <clears throat> he, I like it. I mean, sometimes he throws a sidearm. This was the stuff coming out of college they were talking about with him mm. that he can he can improvise and all that, but they didn't know if he could like fit into a system. And they've done a good job putting the system around him. And it feels it, like that's what Lafleur been ready to do this for a while. But yeah, Aaron just a a Ron just wouldn't get out of the way. A a Ron, A-A-Ron. where are <laughs> you? Not to get <laughs> not to get too tapehead on on you guys, but if. And this is what I like about watching these games like this. It it looked to me like, or they even talked about it. The Cowboys played a lot of zone coverage in the beginning yeah. of the game, almost like they were daring Jordan Love to throw the ball. Yeah, right. Like they were expecting him to like sail a pass, throw a pick. Um, but that did not happen. This man went sixteen for twenty one, two hundred and seventy two yards, and three touchdowns. Um. That tells me that the Cowboys 
probably should have been a, a little more worried about this guy. Uh, I think if you play, this is a catch-22 because you play man, then he might sneak out of the pocket. Yeah, if, but I also it, think <clears throat> for as good as, for as, you know, yeah, they do as, defense, man. Yeah. for as well as their their receivers have been playing in the last several weeks of the season, they're small. Yeah. They're all small. Yeah, So you would think you would benefit from playing them yep, like tight, them physical, and get, yeah. up and all that kind of stuff. Um, Dak, on the other hand, obviously because he's desperate to catch up in this game because they were behind quick. I mean, he goes 41 for 60. This man threw 60 <laughs> passes in this game. Uh, 403 yards, three touchdowns, which, you know, normally that stat line would spell a victory. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you got both C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, both of them over 100 receiving yards. But really, this game was over at, at the mm-hmm. half. I mean, and – it was most crazy of the, how fast most it of felt those, like it's a wrap. Yeah, most of those yards came in the second half because the whole Dak to C.D. Lamb thing was just not working in the first half at all. Yeah. Uh, Dak throws two interceptions, right? Yep. That puts him in a hole early. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought you were going to say puts him over 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did put him over 10, didn't it? Uh, it was 11. Um, he made 11. Yeah. But and then again, they're running, and the Packers are running the ball well. They were. Aaron Jones looked good. He had a couple. Hey, hey, Ron. Where are? <laughs> I just had and, to do that. <laughs> and again, it just looked like I don't know what was going. Like the Cowboys did such a bad job at tackling these receivers. Yes. Terrible. I feel like a lot of teams just forgot how to tackle when they got the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah, I was I was I was shocked by this one. I, obviously, the big conversation out of this game is what's going to happen with Mike McCarthy. Man, those um, uh, they they did more cutaways to Jerry Jones than they do for Taylor Swift. Man, <laughs> that's true. They did. <laughs> they were showing him every time, just sitting there, just biting his biting his fist and like throwing water on fans. I am of the opinion. I don't think we've ever seen this many coaches yeah. get get fired or or and yeah. also like I said last week this this level of quality of coaches mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen this many good coaches be unemployed at the end of the year throw that on top of the fact that Mike McCarthy has has kind of fallen on his face again in the playoffs for the Cowboys I personally put his chances at keeping this job at zero. Damn, I really do. I, well, I don't. Why is he not fired yet? All you got to get ahead of these coaches, like <clears throat> no, no. You got to try to get your interview with Jim Harbaugh before he gets snatched away, and try to get your your interview with uh, Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? I, All I'm these little, coaches out there, Brandon I'm Staley. Not- I'm a little surprised we haven't heard anything yet, but I, I really, really, I'm going to be shocked if Mike McCarthy still has his job by the end of the week. Did you hear about the Raiders uh, players are talking about not playing if Antonio mm. Pierce doesn't come back? Max mm, I did. Yeah, Max Crosby said I might have to see if I can play somewhere else. Interesting. Damn. 
Mm-hmm. Then we had uh, Detroit squeaked it out over mm-hmm. the Rams in the best game of the weekend. <laughs> this was fun. This was great. Um, but it was all for, in the first half. So. Lions pull off their first playoff win since January 5th, 1992. Making the next, the biggest playoff drought is now what team? A winning drought? Oh, that's a good question. I don't it's Miami know. Miami Dolphins. Is it the Dolphins? Yep. Now we got the biggest playoff win drought. Damn, that's sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I think uh, it'll be over next year, man. Hmm. Feels like we're still ahead of schedule. Next year's the third year with this coach. 1992. How old were you in 1992? 10 years old. I turned 10 that year. I think I was 19. Oh, nice. In 92? I bet the music was crazy in the club. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I think I was yeah, 19. I was 19. I was working at Hooters mm. frying chicken wings. Damn. The living the life, you mean. You peaked. <laughs> Making out with – that was a good year. Uh, <laughs> I hooked up with a lot of Hooters girls that year. <laughs> And friends of Hooter girls. It was, I never had so much access to hot women in my life. They were just, mm. they were everywhere. I looked. That was, that was a good year. <laughs> Glad you could think uh, about that, man. Thank you, Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, if it weren't for the Detroit d- drought, we wouldn't have gotten it here. Skip. Go down memory lane like that. <laughs> yeah, I just I just trailed off in my head to a, hey, a wonder a wonderful place. Uh, I've never seen but, your boner on camera before. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a microphone for a second, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" It's like, hold on, what is that? Let me push that down. <laughs> Yo, one thing, one quick thing. Have you seen those Kermit the Frog chats? No. There's these videos where there's somebody who comes in. He does a Kermit the Frog impersonation, talking to a girl. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Um, so how old are you? And they're like talking to the girl, and all of a sudden, a cucumber comes into the bottom of the screen. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's funny. I gotta see that. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford, did everything he could in this yeah. game, he 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 played really well. He went twenty five for thirty six, three hundred and sixty seven yards, a couple of touchdown passes. 
Um, but the Lions D really managed to contain Kieran Williams and the run game, which was obviously a big concern for them coming into the game. Um, for the most part, it was an exercise in, in, you know, can we bend without breaking? Yeah. Um, or as Dan yep. Campbell would put it, it was more like they were treading water until the moment presented itself so that they could drown them. Um, which hey, is, I think, I think if Dan Campbell, I think Dan Campbell, or, or as I like to now call him, Dan Gamble, mm. he had some fourth downs in there. He went for it, and I think if Sean McVay took that same approach, they might win this game. You know Agreed. what I mean? Because they kicked a lot of field goals and they gave you know left some possible points out there. And I feel like Dan Campbell wouldn't have done that in that position, but he also might not have gotten it. I thought he was going to shoot himself in the foot when it goes for a fourth and goal. And then they got a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's a great point because, you know, the Lions D kind of eliminated Cooper Cup. He only had five catches for 27 yards. Puka Nakua went off, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's one of those things where you got to pick your poison. You can't stop both. Um, And and that's kind of what they did. And the the Lions D was excellent in the red zone, Mm -hmm. as you suggested, forcing them to kick field goals instead of touchdowns. But also, kind of, you know, putting McVeigh in a in a in a position where he has to make that choice: am I gonna mm-hmm. am I gonna go for it? Am I gonna not? And it turns out that the more conservative coach on the night comes up with the L. Yeah. Um, to me, that was the biggest difference in the game. Yeah. Uh, plus, the three straight touchdown drives to open the game for the Lions. Yeah. I mean, I mean, talk about be, being ready. I mean. Amon Rossi Brown was awesome. Josh Reynolds was great too. Um, Montgomery and Gibbs did their thing. They played their part. Laporta, who we weren't even sure was going to play in this game, winds up catching a touchdown ta- a pass on on a fourth down play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just a great moment to me. The image that I take away from this game. I mean, you have to say, like, this was such a redemption game. We joke about revenge narratives all the time. Yeah. What a great moment for Jared Goff. Yeah, especially, man. Especially that moment where they get the – they have the ball. It's late. It's under the two-minute warning. They get that first down that allows them to go into victory formation. And that first knee that Goff takes, takes a snap, he takes a knee, he turns around, lifts his arms to the sky – Mm. to the Detroit fans and the building just erupted. I mean, for a fan base that has waited as long as they've waited to see a playoff victory. I mean, I think they even had some old dude in the stands who's been a season ticket holder for like 50 years or some shit. It was like, (laughs) and they they kept cutting to this old gray haired guy with his like, you know, with his, with his lions letterman jacket and it, all that stuff, and and you, ca- I mean, they were cut. Ca- I mean, there were grown men crying in the stands as I'd have been crying as he took the knee. I mean, I just thought it was such a beautiful moment for the yeah. for the Lions and their fans. Like, and yeah, I, I can't can't say enough about about Dan Campbell. I I just I love this yeah. guy. He said he'd bring it for him. He's bringing it. The uh then Rams fans shouldn't hang their heads, man. This is a they had the some contracts that they had to get behind them. And now they're looking really good. They're really young. Uh, so, except for Stafford, but the rest of the, you know what I mean? They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in that, in that strong division over there. I agree. Um, I would be slightly worried 
that one of the rumored top coaching candidates in this next cycle is Raheem Morris. True. So, I mean, yeah, it's Morris. Yeah, yeah. I almost said mm-hmm. Monster. I'm like, no, it's flashback. I know, I did uh, it too. Uh, but he's, uh, it's, apparently, he's a really high on everybody's coaching <clears throat> candidate board. He's already and, gone back uh, and interviewed for the Falcons job. Oh, really? He used to be our defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, so. And he took over, he was the interim coach when, uh, right. when what's his face got fired? Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, yeah. Yeah. So I would, uh, that's the one thing I'd be worried about if I was the Rams. If if they poach another coach getting poached from this guy McVeigh, man, mm. <laughs> and Morris is a part of that crew of of uh, the collective of coaches mm-hmm. with the uh, McVeigh and Shanahan and mm-hmm. uh, Mike McDaniel and Lafleur, all of those guys. He was on that whole podcast with the the play callers thing. Yeah, he's legit. He's he's gonna get a job at some point. Again, uh-huh. he got a coaching job when he was like 30 years old at the Bucks. That's true. <clears throat> Speaking then, of the Bucks, uh, Partying with them. Yep. Speaking of the Bucks, you like that? You like that? <laughs> I that do transition? like that. I Is do it, like uh, that. <laughs> Sergeant Segway. You like that? You like that? All hail the return mm. of White Gino. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. He hath written. <laughs> But he doth screeveth back. Yes. <laughs> he sendeth no raveneth. <laughs> no. But he has murderedeth an eagle. <laughs> he sent an eagle instead of a raven. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I'll send an eagle because it does not belong here in these playoffs. I mean, he balled the fuck out. 22 yeah, for 36, man. 337 yards, three touchdown passes. Uh, Half of them off his back foot. They don't keep that stat. <laughs> that's true. He was just, he was just wheeling and dealing like he was back in college, man. It was crazy. And not to take anything away from the guy or or, or from the Bucks receivers who played really well. But, again, this – I mean – did the Eagles forget how to tackle? I mean, this was probably the worst display yeah. of tackling I saw all weekend. There was some I ankle mean, breaking going on too, man. Which David was a, Moore it was, was a, Trey David Palmer, Moore David Moore, both of them. Yeah. The the Eagles, there were Eagles everywhere, but it didn't matter. They just couldn't. I mean, well, I forget David Moore. He's like a rookie. He before yeah. this game, I think he has ninety four yards receiving on the year. <laughs> Like this is what he has all year. Yeah, and it's like he didn't play we... the Eagles again. Oh, he did play one game against the Eagles. I feel like the Bucks defense obviously deserves a lot of credit. I mean, they shut down mm-hmm. my man, former Bulldog DeAndre Swift. They let Devonta Smith uh, go for 148 yards, but they did keep him out of the end zone. Uh, mm-hmm. They sacked Hurts three times, including the safety. Which Jesus, what, what the fuck? What the hell was he thinking? Throw the ball. What was he? Th- I mean, he throw it with he, your left hand. Just I mean, get he, the ball past the line of scrimmage. It was weird. It's like he took a sack. The way he just walked himself into the end zone to take that sack was like, dude, this this ain't college. You should some not be care making- more. Some people care more about the bet they made than winning the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, was- man, I put a playoff safety. 
in there and nobody had one yet. It's the end of the weekend. <laughs> Let I me mean, go ahead and get this. <laughs> Let me stop saying that shit. This was pathetic. Yeah, uh, Julio Jones, the, man, went out like this. Yeah, it's not cool. Um, the Eagles were they lo- 13 first downs. 13 to 23 in first downs. 0 for 9 on third downs. Damn. Twice they turned the ball over on downs. The Bucks actually stopped the tush push, which we didn't Oh yeah. We didn't know that could happen. Um the Eagles had more drives than the Bucks in this game. More total drives and and they only managed to gain like half the amount of yards. It, it's just dreadful this yeah. performance by them. It was terrible. Um Naturally, you know, you. I mean, it's just. I don't. I don't know what to say about the Eagles. I, I. A lot of people are saying you should just burn this thing down to the ground. Um. I don't know. I. I don't think it's time for that. Nah. No, I wouldn't say that. I like Sirianni's style of coaching. They lost both coordinators. They lost uh, a lot of pieces too. That's they lost asking a lot. They lost Big Dom, head of security. Ever since <laughs> that, ever since that happened, is when they went on this losing streak. Mm-hmm. That's what happens, man. Big Dom should have kept saying. his damn hands to himself. Um, I mean, I think we all knew the Eagles were struggling, limping into the playoffs. Um. But I'm still a little surprised by the result of this game. Yeah, like this. But they were eking out wins all season. Yeah. And it's, they stopped eking them out at the end of the year and started losing. <clears throat> and we saw it coming. It's not like we didn't see this coming. You might not have seen it because we also shortchanged the Bucks all year, too. True. So we gave extra credit to the Eagles, shortchanged the Bucks, and it yeah. all came together. In this one, I do think there's going to be hell to pay for this decision to this decision by the Eagles to they didn't fire their defensive coordinator. They kind of relegated him. Yeah. To the booth. For and Matt then they, Patricia. And then they bring in Matt Patricia, who, <clears throat> you know, again, this whole Belichick coaching tree thing, like it, to me, it's fascinating. I would love to hear a fucking multi-episode podcasts mm. on the failures of the Belichick tree when they yeah. leave New England. It's kind of fascinating. Um, it's kind of fascinating. And I just, it's just, it just doesn't look good. You know what I mean? It's just, a it bad also look. could be that uh, the teams who make, who fire the coaches, like they're in shambles and then they bring in, you know what I'm saying? You get a bad deal when you come in. You know what I mean? It's not like these people come in good situations. Mm. And they don't last that long either. I don't know. Vrabel's not a Belichick guy either. <laughs> the one. He just played for Belichick. But he's not even a Belichick guy. I personally hate this for the Eagles because obviously there's a lot of former Bulldogs on that defense. So I'm I'm invested on that level. So to watch this kind of unravel. It might be why, though. Have you thought about that? That If they wouldn't have had so many Bulldogs on the team, maybe they could win some 
Once a month. I know. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> because I'm, in all honesty, I'd set my fandom aside and I'm just being honest. <laughs> the, the, the downside the downside of these Bulldogs who have come into the league recently, you've got these guys who were on those back-to-back national championship teams. They played in so many games where they were up by three touchdowns mm. that most of them never played four quarters of football throughout their college career. Oh. And to me, I feel like that's kind of a sort of a hidden flaw in in that crew of defensive yeah, Bulldogs. It's not as much experience as it sounds like. And not only that, one of the more popular things that they do in college football nowadays, especially for the really good teams like Georgia, mm-hmm. Alabama, and tomato cans, um, they they get they don't just have one five star recruit per position; they have two five star recruits. Mm. So you got guys like Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter; they play the same position when they're at Georgia, and they mm. split the reps. In the game. Oh, shit. So not, not only do they not play in the fourth quarter, they don't even play – they play. They don't even play all the – they don't even play all the snaps when they were at They Georgia. shouldn't get drafted. I feel like they, they should do eight years in college. <laughs> so that that was something that a lot of people I don't think they realized. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I hate to – Speak ill of my bulldogs, but I'm just trying to keep it real. That's, over a, here, that's a good point. Mm. Um, let's see. Well, okay. I guess we could um, we can sort of highlight the the. So I don't know if you guys remember everyone who listens to this podcast. We we've made a fair amount of fun of the fact that they they the NFL has rebrand rebranded the Wild Card Weekend as the Super. Wild card Wild weekend. Card. Yeah. They rebounded. Um, You're right. Which which <laughs> rebounded that <laughs> which which I feel like takes a lot away from the idea that you have a super bowl. Like it's almost yeah, like dumb. did you seriously run out of superlatives? Like let's call it this <laughs> like, like I don't understand. Yeah. Like get a thesaurus, dude. Uh so the walking have, wild card weekend. Yeah, so we have rebounded uh the rest of the um <laughs> mm-hmm. you know uh you know, parts of the playoffs as well. So next up, we have the deliciously delightful mm. divisional round matchups, and they are yes. set. Mm-hmm. The deliciously delightful di- divisional round matchups are set. We have Saturday at 10.30 p.m. in Europe, 3 o'clock in America. We got Texans versus Ravens. Uh, Ravens are favored by 8.5 in this game already. Obviously, the last time the Ravens had the one seed and got the bye, uh, they didn't look so good Mm-mm. in their first game. <laughs> so people are worried about that, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. Also on Saturday, well, it's Saturday in America, 8-15, mm. 2-15 a.m. here. You got Packers 49ers. 49ers are already favored by 10 in this game. Yeah. It's going to be a different team you're looking at. <laughs> uh, Packers. Yeah. Different roster. <clears throat> Sunday. 9 p.m. on Sunday in Europe. 1 p.m. in America. We got Buccaneers versus Lions. Lions are already favored by six. Um, I'm excited. 
to see this game. Uh, and then the final game will be at 1230 a.m. here, 630 in America. The Chiefs will, will be playing at the Bills this year. It's usually the other way around. It's usually the Bills having to go to Arrowhead. Now the What's Chiefs got Bills by two and a half. Really? Yep. I guess they beat him in the season. Mm-hmm. But that was a different uh I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I would uh I definitely bet the under on that game though. Mm. I feel like it won't be it's gonna be a good game. Mm-hmm. Damn, of course it's that night. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna be rooting Very. for the Chiefs like I'm a fan. I'm gonna have a Taylor <clears throat> Swift hat on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes jersey. I'm gonna have feathers. I'm gonna be holding a tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> Face paint. I'm going all in, man. Let's go. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, did you have? Uh, I didn't have. I didn't make any superlatives this week. I was in what we call a sports depression. So uh, I didn't have any MVP. If I could throw one out there, I'd say my MVP would be D'Amico Ryan's. I think mm. it's a it's amazing what he did with a team that we thought might be a four win team, and now they're into the division round of the playoffs, going against the one seed. It might be the end of the season for them, uh, but it's crazy that we think we can see them beating the Ravens. That's what he's done as a coach. Uh, so I would say uh, to to Miko Ryan, you the real MVP. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm going to go with dueling MVPs this week, and I'm going to go with Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud, who – and I saw this stat after mm. the game. This is crazy. They had near, oh, yeah. nearly identical yep. playoff debuts. Love was like 16 for 21, apart, 272 yards, three touchdowns, 157.2 QBR rating. Stroud was 16 for 21. 274 yards, three touchdowns, 157.2 QBR rating. These two young studs went up against two defenses in the Browns and the Cowboys, respectively, Mm -hmm. that have been wreaking havoc on the league all year long. Um, They were calm, they were composed, and they went about their business eviscerating their opponents as if – as if they were the rookies who didn't deserve to be there uh, for these two dudes to go out and do what they did. Uh, dropping 40 burgers on the Cowboys and the Browns. I mean, to me, the future of the NFL looks pretty bright because we got these two guys, Jordan Love, CJ Stroud lighting away. Mm. So for that, those guys are my real MVPs. You the real MVP. Uh, I don't know what trash. I don't think I have any trash this week, man. Everybody's in the playoffs. Mm. I think, uh, I mean, the NFL as a as an organization, you can say they're trash by some of their decision making, but mm. um, I got no trash this week. I'm actually like, despite my team losing and me going into my football depression, my, my annual sadness of not the year being over before the year's over, I got no trash, man. That's great. I got some. I got the Cowboys in my trash bin. Uh, I mean, I guess we all knew they were going to fall on their faces at some point. Um, 
This time, obviously, they do it on Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, <laughs> that's actually, I, I actually, you know what? That could be my trash. I could also complain about the NFL too, right? Doing mm. the whole peacock thing, kind of a dick move. Yeah. But ultimately, oh, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, for me, I decided to go with the Philadelphia Eagles mm. and their late season collapse. Okay. Um, I can see losing it. losing five of six. Yeah. Um, uh, only to be capped off by this wild card loss to the Baker Mayfield led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, you start the year ten and one, and they finish it eleven and seven. Wow, that's pretty bad. I mean, a year ago this team is marching their way to the Super Bowl, and and now you're getting pantsed by a member of the NFC South. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's 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 as mm. bad of a fall as I can really imagine. Um, so yeah, I, I think of all the embarrassing things that happened this weekend to some of these teams that just forgot how to tackle. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are a you are trash! dumpster fire of trash. <laughs> oh man. Uh, shit got learned. You got any shit got learned? I do. Cause I, I don't have anything. I, I did. We talked before on, and, uh, mm. before we got on mic about, uh, Fans and how annoying fans and media can be, and the combination of the two. Sometimes the 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 journalists, the sports journalists, sound like fans. You know, I'll do my shit. Got learned. My shit got learned. <laughs> These motherfuckers. I was ranting earlier, man. Hold me These... back. Hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> it's these fucking. Not, they want to know it all. Like these journalists. Basically, this stems from Mike Tomlin walking out. When he got asked about his job security after his press conference, at the end of the press conference, when they were saying any more questions and, and everybody was like waiting and they were like, one more question, anybody, one more question. And the final question that was going to be the final question of the press conference was basically, do you think your your job is safe here at Pittsburgh? The only coach to have so many, <laughs> was it 16 17. Or 17. 17 winning seasons or non-losing hmm. seasons. Hasn't, hasn't had a losing season in 17 years. He's had some eight and eight seasons. Hmm. And you're questioning this guy on if he thinks he's going to have a job that got his third-string quarterback to the playoffs. Hmm. And he walked off. He didn't even entertain it with some soundbite. And the media world, the sports media world, is trying to pile on to him about it, which he probably doesn't care. He probably doesn't even hear it. But it's just frustrating to see where we're going with this when it's kind of a lose-lose, man. They, they they call you out. They say some wild shit. You say anything back, and then they're like, whoa, how could you do that to certain coaches? Huh. They did it with uh, Brandon Staley when he was getting asked every week if he's going to keep calling the plays, and he says yes. And then he finally said, don't ask me that anymore. And everybody's like, whoa. Even me, I was like, whoa. I just knew he was falling apart. He was... But they took it as disrespect and that that how dare he do that to us when we're just doing our jobs. Mm. It's really uh, frustrating to me that they could just basically, the coach can't take it as disrespect. When you're asking me, who do you know my 
background? Mm-hmm. Where's the where's the respect level from your end mm-hmm. as the sports journalist? Mm-hmm. So that was my shit got learned. The sports journalism melding <laughs> with this Twitter fandom, these fans, it feels like they're taking that energy and bringing it into these press conferences. And I feel like it's unnecessary, man. Agreed. Um, my shit got learned. You know that feeling when you meet a woman? <laughs> For me, it's my wife. Uh, who, <laughs> it was uh, who, there, actually the reason why the podcast is a day late is because yesterday was my wife's birthday. Um, oh, nice. Happy birthday, Joanna. I, I took her to the Banksy exhibit here in Stockholm. Oh, shit. It's cool. It's really good, yeah. Oh, you nice. should go check it out. It's only I think it's only around until February. You should go see it. It's good. I will. Um that and the hip hop thing they're doing at the photographic school. I want to say Exactly. That. You could do those both in the same day. They're next door to each other. Okay. Um so we met. I immediately thought she was drop dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I did my thing to get her to go out with me. <laughs> and as we got to know each other better. I think I tried to self-sabotage a little. Like mm. like I was afraid of what would happen if I went all in emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then comes that moment where it hits you. You think to yourself, fuck, I'm in love with this woman and I can't mm-hmm. stop it. So what I learned this weekend is mm-hmm. that I am 100% <laughs> in love with the Detroit Lions. Oh, nice. Now, I thought you were going to say I, Bill Belichick. No. <laughs> he's not. He's a hard man to love. Uh, yeah. Now, I know I've always liked them. I, yeah, same. I, especially since Dan Campbell showed up. But now I think I'm kind of head over heels in love with these Lions. Maybe it's because that, you know, bottom of the barrel rags to riches type narrative gives me hope for my Falcons. Uh, whatever it is, I, I just I can't deny my feelings for these Lions any longer. This is the team that I most want to see win the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, and now that I've finally said it, they'll probably disappoint me, but I don't care. Uh, yeah. The Lions are officially my 2023 mistress. Um, <laughs> I'm still married to the Falcons. Yeah. But Falcons, I need you to get your shit together. I need you to stop mm-hmm. drinking. Start delivering on your, you know, empty promises. I'll still be here with an older guy too. Yeah, I'll (laughs) still be here for you when you get your shit together. But until then, I'm here fucking with these Detroit Lions and that tall drink of water known as Jared Goff. Come on, baby, give it to me. (laughs) Uh, Also, do you know what else I learned? Which I think is kind of fascinating. I just want to drop this out there. What's that? The four quarterbacks left on the NFC side of the playoff bracket. Okay. Jared Goff, mm-hmm. Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, and Baker Mayfield. Insane. <laughs> That's insane. I know, right? That's insane. Yeah. That's absurd. That's so true. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that either. Yeah. I, I, I thought about, about, about it yesterday. Though. I was like, what? But all That's- the top quarterbacks are in the AFC anyway. I know, but I'm just saying this is – I mean, I, yeah. I guess basically what this tells me is that the AFC is definitely going to win this Super Bowl again, but I don't know. I just think it's crazy. Yeah. Damn, that is crazy. 
Mm. All right. The uh, putting spec. You got to put spec on the Lions, man. They did it. Hmm. They they uh, they changed the course of. Uh, they changed the history books. You know what I mean? Or they changed the the books, man. They they fought on hmm. all of those ghosts of, of the past, and now they're telling you to put some spec on their name. Hmm. You got some spec? A spec candidate? I do. I'm gonna put some spec on Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach mm. Todd Bowles. Oh yeah. Look, we can make fun of the NFC South until the cows come home. The whole division is 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 trash. Mm-hmm. But here we are in the playoffs, and the Bucks are in the final four of the mm-hmm. NFC, final eight of the NFL. Tell me, when Brady retired and the Bucks signed Baker Mayfield, did anyone predict that this is where the Bucks would be at this point in the year? Nope. Hell no. Hell no. Well, I took Dude. it as an assault on Todd Bowles, if you recall. 100%. And that's why I say do not do not get this twisted in any way, shape, or form. The Bucks are not in this spot despite the retirement of Brady. They are in this spot because they earned it and because mm-hmm. of Todd Bowles. Yep. This dude is a defensive-minded coach, and he just dialed up a defensive masterclass against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He embarrassed the Eagles. He put the cherry on top, stopping the supposedly unstoppable play. You can call it the tush push. You can call it the brotherly shove. Todd Bowles came out here and called that shit finished. Make no <laughs> mistake, Bowles was on the hot seat at the beginning of the year. If nah. he had led this team to what all of the journalists were predicting was going to be mm. their win to- totals, this man would be unemployed right now. I disagree. But... I'm just saying I think the organization would have canned his ass Everybody was predicting them to finish last in the division. No way they would have kept this guy around. But instead, he came out. He handled his business. He got this team to the divisional round against all odds because he Mm -hmm. coached his fucking ass off. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to put some spec on Todd Bowles' name. Put some respect on my name. I just think that Bruce Arians covers, like, watches out for him so much. That's the only reason I say that. He's still in the organization there. Hmm. He still works for the Bucks, so I think it would be hard to fire Todd Bowles. That's why I say that. They saddled him with that bullshit because Brady in the contract and then bringing in Gronk and all that stuff. But you know how they do black coaches. I think they were looking for a reason to fire this guy. Yeah, but Bruce Arians is like ally number one, though. Yeah. Remember like his whole staff? Remember they showed his staff? Hmm. <laughs> it was like all black dudes? Yeah. I don't know. That's why. Uh, but it it makes sense. If they did, I wouldn't have been surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still got the Ravens and the Niners as the most scariest teams, AFC, NFC. Mm. They've, they've, they're rested. They got the – are they the, the best quarterbacks left? No. I think uh, Stroud might just be that dude, man. Stroud yeah. and Lamar are probably the best two out there. They better be uh, – No, Mahomes. Yeah. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Mahomes and Lamar are the best two out there. I think I agree with you theoretically. I am a little concerned that the Chiefs may have started to figure this shit out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we we counted them out last year. We thought, like, well, they lost Tyreek, and then they went and and won the Super Bowl. And I feel like, you know, we've doubted them this year as well. Um. But it feels like they're starting to figure some shit out. Yeah. 
I, I think and, we need to start looking at them as that team whose defense is going to show up every time. Mm. And they, we got to figure out how we're going to score on them instead of how we need to stop them. The, the team shifted, and that Chuck Spagano kind of – Kind of reminds you of the Patriots too, you know. It's like they had yep. some years. They had some mm-hmm. years where it was Brady that won them a Super Bowl, and then they had some years where it was the defense that won them some Super Bowls. So yep. I don't see any reason why the Chiefs can't do that as well. Yeah, so yeah, they're they're sneaky, scary to me. Yeah, yeah, good point. All right, man, we did it again, man. Was, uh, the did. playoffs are going. Our teams aren't in there. I, guess. I still watch. I guess I'll watch it anyway. <laughs> Who would have thought, huh? <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for checking it out. We'll be back to talk about the divisional round after it happens. Good luck to all your teams out there, except for the Bills. Fuck the Bills. Uh, it's been John the Rollins. Skiff Misara. What's NFL? Peace. Lady all. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.